Good news, good news, good news. If you missed the Self-Made Summit, you can still get remote access, all the keynotes, plus bonus footage that I had not originally planned to put in there. You are gonna get both of my small groups. So this is over an hour, so over two hours, because two different small groups, where I sat down, micro gym owners were able to ask me their brand, business, rebrand, marketing, social media, whatever questions came out of their curious little faces. And I was able to go ahead and give them the answers. And those Q and A's in my opinion are some of the most valuable shit. You're also getting a panel. We did a five man panel. All the keynote speakers got up there and we did an entire fucking panel that was not even planned in the itinerary originally. You're getting that as well. The link is in my Instagram bio. Highly recommend it. Self-made summit, remote access. Not sure how long we're going to keep it up there for, but uh, go fucking get that. Alrighty, guys, it is Stu. It is What the Fuck Gym Talk. And I've got my man, Jason Rule, with Driven Nutrition on. Jason and Driven are partners in the Self Made Summit that's coming up October 19th and 20th. I've been screaming this. It's all I've talked about. It's every vlog, every piece of content I've made is jamming this summit down your throat. And um, I, one of the first uh, emails I made when I decided I was going to do this was to Jason. I've known Jason for a while now. He's been on the podcast. I'm going to do, I'm going to link up our original podcast at the bottom of the show notes for you guys to kind of get the background of driven and you know how me and Jason came to working with each other and all that. But for the purposes of this, you know, when you think rebranding, you're thinking like logos and names of my company. What are my classes going to look like now? You're probably not immediately thinking retail and and, and Jason's niche supplements. And I, we wanted to talk about today and what you know why I brought Jason in retail and creating a curated client experience. There's a huge opportunity there. If any of you guys listen to the podcast I did with Eli at MDI, they're doing that with the apparel. For the client experience and Jason's doing this with the the supplement side you know your members are buying this stuff um, and they're probably not buying not as many of them are buying it from you as you'd like to and Jason and I are gonna jam a little bit today about how to maybe get that going from some you know from the jump from the, the inception of that membership so Jace you know real quick man just uh, for everyone listening just kind of give them a real quick overview of, uh, of driven right on uh, so driven nutrition we're uh, I think we're about seven years old now um, I've onboarded close to 1400 affiliates at this point. Um, we work with affiliates all across the nation in Canada, Puerto Rico, overseas. And my main jam, um, is teaching gyms how to do retail in a way that's congruent with their community in a way that's not sleazy and sailing salesy. Yeah. Cause that's when we think of supplement industry, that's exactly what, what we think of. We think of that guy at GNC that is just selling you as long as you walk out with something he doesn't care what it is as long as you walk out with a tub or a bottle of something right yeah unfortunately that's uh um that's that's the mindset a lot of people have and with the um advent of the internet and click funnels and everything else there's a lot of just shitty stuff that goes on in the industry so we try to bypass that and we um i believe we do a good job of staying within the dna of who we are as a company, which matches really well with what CrossFit gyms do. Yeah. So Jace, when, you know, for Urban Movement, I'm almost three years into this company um, and the rebrand, and we're not by any means finished. And one of the things we did recently is we, we literally went and curated our own scents and flavors for shampoos, body washes, conditioners for the showers, right? We had custom nice. branding and labels made, and, and that was a big, and a lot of gyms like, oh my God, 
I'm going to do that for my gym. I was like, well, like pump the brakes. Like I, I did that at like year three. Like there's other stuff to do ahead of time. Now I'm afraid everyone's going to be on this rebranding train and they're going to want everything with their logo on it. They're going to get plyo boxes with their logo on it. They're going to want to get supplements with their logo on it. And I want to make sure people understand that is not what branding is. Branding isn't slapping your logo on everything. Remember guys, marketing is what we say our product or service is. Branding is what the customer says our product or service is. Now, with the supplement right. side, you know, again, I don't, we don't want people going and white labeling crap powder from China that anybody can get and slapping their own logo on the side of it. <laughs> I believe that it's something you leave to another company. I truly do. I 100% believe you leave that kind of stuff to a company like Driven and then one that you align with their core values and their core focus, and you let them do the magic. Now, Jace was filling me in on a couple things that they have to kind of really engage the current, the brand new customer at the onset of the membership, right? Because no one is ever as excited about a thing that they bought like they are the day they bought that thing. You buy the new iPhone, you are just, you're playing with it all day, new features, check this out, I got three fucking things on my camera, whatever it is, and every day that passes, you become less, you know, thrilled about it. That's just the nature of buying something new. The day they buy the gym membership, they are the most excited about health and fitness. And Jace, talk to me a little bit, we were doing before I hit record, how are you guys kind of, uh, you know, targeting that, that extra enthusiasm somebody has at the point of sale? Well, right now, um, we're teaching. Do you, want to, do you want to say hi, Val? No? My wife just walked in, and she's shaking her head. Hi, Val. The camera around? <laughs> yeah, he says hi. <laughs> say hi. Say hi to Stu. <laughs> yeah, say hi. Don't swear. Don't say swear. Hi. Don't swear. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> so, good workout? <laughs> good. All right. Back to it. That's my bride, Val. Um, so, some of the things that we're doing, it, one thing I want to address before we dive into kind of the tactical side, um, I'd encourage gyms to think about if you're rebranding and you're doing things, whether it's tactics or approaches, think about the why behind it. Like, is there a reason to have shampoo logoed? Is there a reason to order 12 cases of this stuff when you have 80 or 100 members that's going to last you four years? I would say no. Um, one, of the, one of the values of aligning yourself with a company like ours or any, any supplement company outside of you just putting powder in a bottle and then selling it. I mean, there's a lot of things that kind of come into play, FDA, uh, liability issues, everything else. But what you're doing is you're aligning yourself with that brand and you're taking some of the leverage and some of the cool factor, which we don't really get a whole lot into. Um, but you take some of that cool factor and you ride as a business behind it and you use that cool factor or the national awareness factor of that brand to increase the traction within your gym and to your members. Pause. So, pause. Yeah. I'll go through an edit. We've got a uh, the door to the women's bathroom. The floor is not perfectly even, so it catches, and someone who is very excited this morning with probably too much pre-wad in them yanked the door open, and it just ripped <laughs> the bottom hinge off the fucking door. So now I've got oh, this handyman out there fucking with it. Um, all right. So let's cut. So we're going to cut. I'll, I'll edit all this out. We'll cut back to it. 
So then Jace, I, one thing I love that you said there was, you know, going to the why behind something. The only reason three years in I did the, the shampoo stuff is because we go through mm-hmm. and look at it. Just listen to this guys in a given month, we'll go through 10 to 15 bottles of shampoo and body washes and shit like that. We'll go because right. I have five showers on site. People use them. We have the spin studio, their customers use them. So that is something we run through at a high level. It would make sense. Not the first thing we did, but three years down the road that we, we take, we played around with. And I love how you said that there are gyms and I, I talk to them all the time, 65 members. No, you don't need an order of 20 cases of protein. You, you don't need that. You need to, you need to live within the current scenario when it comes to stuff like inventory and retail um, and things of that nature. How are you guys when a gym is deciding, maybe they decide to set up with you guys, how are you guys capturing the members interest in your product um, at the onset of membership? Mm, that's interesting. So um, on the onset of membership, not so much when a gym first starts, uh, some of the things that we're letting gyms participate in, we're not really teaching this because it doesn't really fit every gym's model is um, if a gym decides that they want to make part of the onboarding process, the introduction to supplements, it just comes down to the first introduction as you go through the onboarding, you go through the introduction, you know, hey, this is Sally, this is where our supplements are, um, are placed. We'll actually be talking about that later on. You'll see a lot of coaches, a lot of members taking these products. But here's the thing, a lot of these products aren't going to fit for where you are in your fitness journey. It's our job to kind of educate you and bring you the right product in the right fit. So making that introduction on day one kind of just plants that seed. And one of the most, most powerful parts of doing that, Stu, is if I do that on day one, I'm kind of planting that seed in the back of your mind. Then that way, when you do go to a local retailer or you get targeted on the Facebook ads, um, you're as a member, not as inclined to just click buy because you see somebody with fake boobs and you know a branded logo sports bra out there promoting the supplement. They're going to come back. You are going to come back to me as the gym owner and be like, Hey, Jason, what do you think? This is where I am. Do you think that this, you know, test booster is right for me? No, man, you're, you're a 30 year old dude. You shouldn't be taking this. I'm seeing some CrossFit gyms selling test boosters to women. I mean, that's just, uh, don't do that. Like if you're watching this and you're selling test boosters to women, please don't do that. Just don't. It's a bad idea. Um, so (laughs) a little, a little PSA that's going to piss some people (laughs) off, which you're kind of good at. Um, but that's, that's introducing it on day one. And then if they want to go deeper into that, we actually have packages that the gyms can promote, you know, fast results package, fastest results package, which has different tiers of products. And then within your, your affiliate area within our website, you can actually set that up on auto subscription for that member. And we can either fulfill it and send it to your gym, or we can send it directly to the customer. So you guys um, we've recently now. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Um, yeah. It, uh, we've recently changed it up um, to where the margin tier is set up. I don't really like talking about margin on podcasts just because um, this can get out to the public. And I'm very sensitive to the fact that I don't want your members watching this and learn about margin, but we have recently set it up to where the margin is set to where it's basically, if you buy this kit or you buy this package, the margin is the same. Had you shipped it to your gym and handed it to them. It's just, we remove that out and then we give the gyms the ability or we give the members the ability to administer those orders themselves. And then we just pay out monthly um, the revenue that comes in. 
It's really interesting you said that. I get a lot of people that ask me that question. Like, do your members listen to the shit you say about how you don't want that? You like all the stuff you, I'm like, 100% they do. They truly do. And what Jason just said there about margin, I think is really, really interesting. I think the great thing about Driven is because the margins are so large. And again, guys, if you don't know the difference, like profit margin and markup are two different terms that I think people use uh, inappropriately all the time. Me and Jason are talking about profit margin right now. The profit margin um, for driven can be, it could be in that 30, 40% range, correct? Uh, on a bad day. I, on the, yeah, on the back end, yeah. You can be even higher. Yeah, on a, on a, on a, yeah, on a really bad day. Uh, yeah, you should yeah. be able to sell it at a discount and make um, better margin than that. So I generally, when someone asks me, what should I be making on retail? I say 30 to 40% would be stellar. Like it would be good. Like if you were doing that in vol- at a volume level, I would be happy with the 30, 40% margin from your retail. Like I would be content mm-hmm. with that higher. Absolutely. But driven creates the opportunity for the affiliate owner to have a higher margin so that you can drop it down. If somebody for whatever reason were to try to combat you on price, right? Let's see what a customer come to you and say, and like and the reason I'm, I'm bringing this up is because you know, Jace was being very courteous that he doesn't want some of your members maybe listening to this and be like, oh my God, you're making that on me? Like, sure, but if you can find a quality product, like our product, somewhere cheaper, we can match it. Like you have now as a, as a, as a business owner, you have the opportunity to, to like do what the big boxes do and say, hey, we'll match your price if you were to find it cheaper. But odds are that's not going to happen because the only other place to shop this is going to be other micro gyms, which you're not going to be able to just find their supplement pricing on their website. And then you guys, are you guys fulfilling on Amazon now too? Yeah, we've actually, uh, before I even launched uh, the company, the first thing I did, Stu, was I put our labels out on Amazon yeah. to validate the brand. Um, and then lo and behold, people started ordering it. So yeah, we've been on Amazon since day one. We fulfill from Amazon and we fulfill from Driven's website. And both of those are a full-blown retail. One sure. of the things that I teach you guys as gym owners is actually beat us on price, sell it five or six dollars below our website pricing, and the margin is and should be maintained to where it's high enough to where you can build up your inventory based off of the profit that you generate from those sales to members. Yeah, and I have some gyms that are very candid about it. Like I've got one gym that he tells us where we have a member coming up and uh, plopping down sixty bucks for a five pound thing of protein. Say, there's the down payment on the next assault bike you prick. And then they laugh and high five and the guy grabs a strawberry five pound protein. And, and, but that's what he did. One, one month he was able to buy eight new assault bikes. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. And I, and um, let me, and I just, I'm curious on this too. You probably have had customers, affiliate owners get upset that you're on Amazon. Fit Aid got this a ton, right? When they started selling to big box models, Did you, but most people probably didn't realize you were on there from jump street. Yeah, it, uh, it's funny because we have uh, every once in a while, they don't seem to get upset um, once I explain it because your members, if that's, so go back, let's go back to your original statement. Let's say you put uh, shit in a bag and you sell it, you pop your label onto it. Now you're in, you're on this island, right? Your members only know the brand. So they go and Google it and they try to find reviews, social proof, like, hey, is this legit? And Amazon are verified reviews from actual people that are buying these products and giving their honest feedback. And our website is the same way. So when your members are, when you tell them, hey, look, Sally, you, I think you should buy this protein, they're going to go find out to see if you're full of shit. And then that's going to that's gonna translate over to the rest of your relationship with that customer. So if they Google it and they look at it and they can only find it at your gym, like that's, there's, there's some shady stuff going on there. 
So Amazon actually helps validate the brand since it establishes the value and the pricing in the customer's mind and the member's mind, as well as the value in terms of the actual feedback that customers are giving on the product. Yeah. And now that you can do a subscribe model with, you know, drop shipping with driven and through the affiliate, it replaces the convenience argument that maybe uh, an affiliate owner might get from a customer. Oh, I'm going to do it on Amazon because it's just more convenient for me that way. Now you guys can literally replicate that exact process. Yeah. And it, uh, there's, there's two comebacks on that. And I, I'm a little bit harsh on this. So, um, I hope nobody gets butthurt about this. My audience, trust me, brother. I don't think you could butthurt (laughs) them if you tried. Oh, I could, I could, I've got that. I've got that gear. Um, (laughs) so here's the thing. If you're teaching your members that it's important to take protein after they get done working out, shouldn't you make it to where it can be purchased after they get done working out? Not a day, not two days down the road. That's why keeping it on hand, but keeping it on hand has to be preceded by having the margins in order to be able to afford to stock that product initially, as well as keep it on stock. But going back to that, if you can keep products on hand, your members are a lot more likely to, to buy it for, for the main reasons that they want you to be successful. CrossFit's the only industry that I've ever seen where your customers will help support you you know, like moving, you know, we've talked about on the last podcast, it's the only business where you can reach out to your customers and say, Hey, we're moving this weekend. Not only are your customers going to show up, somebody's going to bring beer, somebody's going to bring pizza and it's going to be a damn party. So if you can own that inside of retail, whether it's shirts, supplements, anything else, if you can say the guys, this is an important part of our business for the rest of 19 and beyond, they're going to be a lot less likely to go use that frictionless process and pay some huge conglomerate in Seattle 70 bucks for two pounds or five pounds of protein, they're going to come to you and be like, Hey, Stu, you know, I'm glad this helps, helps out our community. I'm glad to buy this from you, but you have to be willing to go out and reach out. What's that? I love it. You know what? As you say that, you know what I think of, I think of like a graphic getting made of like a flow chart, like people, human beings are visual learners. If you guys would go and get a graphic made and it just shows, you know, on the far, we read left to right. So on the left-hand side, it would show like an icon of a member and his dollar bill going into the box, the square that's the warehouse for the driven protein, and then that money going to the bank, and then that money going towards assault or rogue or whatever. And then it shows the cycle of that money that you've spent here is reinvesting back into the business, which so many small right. business owners are, are, are I'm not going to say forced into, are privileged. Do you know how many big companies, they can't reinvest back in the business because they have to meet profit margins to, for the board of investors or the whatever it may be. There's other people right. involved. We are so, we're in a very lucky situation where most of us don't have crazy investors who are expecting a return and we can invest the majority of the money to continue to make it better every day walking in. How can I make this experience better? And that's truly all rebranding is rebranding is now looking at what you currently have and saying, it's not what I believe in anymore from core values and core focus. And I think I can make this better. Unfortunately, better is also going to mean I need to create a new identity. And maybe this new identity is going to be very heavily based in retail, which I believe. And the reason I'm so big in retail with rebranding is because that in my side, in my belief, if you get people to buy your apparel, buy the products you put on the shelves and believe in like driven nutrition, the CBD oils that driven carries the, whatever it may be, the fish oils and all that, that is someone who is vote. We vote with our dollars. I trust you. I give you my dollars. That's how that goes. So if you show me, well, I'm doing rebranding, but I'm not worrying about retail. I'm like, listen, it doesn't need to be the first thing you hit, but you better 100,000 fucking percent better 
realize that your success, I think, will translate in retail purchases. Not that it's going to make you all your money, but it's going to show me that your customers are really bought into the brand when they're buying the apparel associated with you and the products that you recommend. And, you know, if they look at your coaching staff and your coaching staff is fueled by driven and they want to be just like that coach, I want to be able to do a muscle up like that coach. You know, that becomes a thing like that. That's how, that's what brand is. Right. People like us do things like this, right? Yes. Correct. Perfect. You read, uh, this is marketing by Seth Godin. Yeah. He says yeah. it about 10 times. I tattooed it. it on the back of my eyes. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's uh, anytime I hear that line, I always think of that book by Seth and it's uh, that's, if you guys have never read, this is marketing by Seth Godin, funny little bald dude with glasses. Um, you got, you, you'll really, you'll love that book. Um, so, you know, and with this, Jace, what, what are your thoughts? Let's talk about the rebranding thing real quick. You know, you, you talk to gyms all the time. It, is this something that I'm just making a big deal of in a small niche? Or do you think this is something that you're seeing more frequently? You know, I can't speak so much to the rebranding side because I think there's a lot of connotations. There's a lot of, um, that can be a little bit overwhelming of all the things that have to be done in order to rebrand. Um, I see a lot of evolution taking place and I have for the last, well, five, six, seven years now, you know, gyms going from being dirty. And you talk about this all the time. Like you can't run a dirty gym anymore. I mean, you can, but eventually that's going to wear out. Somebody's going to open across the street from you. They're going to have a good bulldog. They're going to have a disinfectant and keep the bars clean and everything else. And they're going to run it like a business as opposed to a hobby that you feel like working out in. Um, so I see, I see gyms kind of evolving through that process. And I think we're past that now. But having that conversation that we talked about earlier, that's, that's kind of a grown-up conversation that you're having with your members and having it candidly. Like, we know as a business that we haven't done a great job teaching our members about supplements. So if you have that candid conversation with them and let them know, you know, we're going to do a better job finding what's the right product for you based off of where you are in your fitness journey. So as we go through this, we're going to appreciate your support in it. I think that that's that in itself is kind of part of a rebranding process and you're able to bring a better service to your members because like, here's the thing. I, I tell this story all the time, not teaching or not even talking about supplements to your members. is kind of like ignoring sex education in high school. Like they're going to learn about it, right? They're going to like, they're going to Google stuff. They're going to watch videos yeah. and some of this stuff, like they just shouldn't learn. Right. So let's, let's take these guys. We're teaching them about how to exercise, how to sleep, you know, lay off the booze, uh, drink more water, that type of thing. So, and if you feel like supplements aren't the right thing for your members, tell them that. If you think if, you know, if you're a hippie granola country, which I use as a term of endearment, that nerds, because like, I'm a geek. Um, like to me, that's a term of endearment. If you don't believe in a product, tell them that. Then that way you're that authority figure to where when they do have questions, they come to you. And what you're saying about, you know, branding you're branding yourself as that, you know, I'm here to help you achieve your goals. So when they do have questions about supplements, they're not necessarily wearing your brand or sporting your brand, but your brand comes to mind because you've had that conversation with them and you've been willing to be candid and tell them either, Hey, this is what I believe you should take, or this is what I believe you shouldn't take. Cause trust me, they're going to learn about it somewhere. Yeah, no, I, I agree a hundred percent. It's, you know, I can't think of many affiliate owners, I'm going to go into that niche, CrossFit affiliate owners especially, that are probably not educated to a degree and utilize supplementation of some sort. And if you do it, 
you, why is it not, why are those same, uh, that same idea not being passed down to, to the membership base type scenario, right? Right. Um, mm -hmm. It's again, it's, it's a very similar to, I've got a lot of gyms that are looking at this rebranding thing is like, oh, well, I just want to create this kind of softer version of CrossFit that has high operational capacity, kind of like what Orange Theory's done and all that. I'm like, great, will you take the classes? Like, I, I mean, I still probably will do just regular CrossFit like I've been doing. I'm like, and that's fine. You can just be in it for the investment of it. And, you know, there are people that franchise businesses and open businesses and don't necessarily, but you should probably believe in the product. Like the only thing I do fitness wise is I take three lift and move classes a week. It may be four if I get super lucky. And that's it because I truly believe my product is better than what I previously had. I truly believe in it. And that's one of the messages I'm really be punching home at the self-made summit is that you truly have to believe in this new model, not just think it's going to get more bodies in the door, just like you truly should believe in the supplement company. And I've said this on the pot last podcast I had with Jason, ultimately at the end of the day, I don't know what the hell is in my black tub of strawberry protein from Driven Nutrition. I know what the label says, but I truly don't know. But you know what I do know is I know Jason, I know his company, and they are, I've had nothing but good experiences and I've never, ever ran into anyone with one negative thing to say. And I talk to as many gym owners on a given day as anybody else does. And I've never once ran into a completely negative review. I've run into, yeah, I got one order and this was messed up, but they brought, they got it shipped out to me the very next day. No problem. Right. But I've never run into a truly negative review. Um, and that's, that's rare in the supplement space. Well, I mean, there's no borrowed customers, right? Like, like you're, whether, whether you order two units from us or whether you order 2000 units from us in a month, those, those orders are just as important as, as any other order. Um, because it, I mean, like, like our relationship, you know, the first time we had a conversation, dude, it was been three and a half years ago. Yeah. You helped me with some Facebook ads for no reason. Like we were just jamming on stuff. We spent a couple hours and I learned a ton on that. So you never know where that's going to lead. Um, so when we have gyms that sign up that are like, hey, I've only got 10 members. I'm still operating out of my garage, but I do have the CrossFit name. Cool. How can we help you grow? Sure. Um, I, I'm more interested in, in those relationships than I am the two, 3,000 member gyms because I can, some of these gyms that we're in, we're able to keep the doors open. We're able to help them pay rent and beyond. We're able to help them pay rent, pay mortgage, everything else by getting the share of wallet of money that their members are already spending. Yeah. And it adds up guys. Like I talk about an average client value of around $200 being a, a staple that most gyms in most markets, and it's a very broad generalized statement, but you know, like if you have a membership of 150 and then, which again, you're not making a hundred percent of the 150, right? So again, when I, when I say an average client value, I'm talking gross of 200. And then let's say you have an extra $50 purchase of a, a five pound tub of protein, right? Now we're at 200. And then let's say you can get them, like if you're one of my PT first gyms, you're getting them to buy a 30 minute personal training session once a month. Now that's an extra 50, 60, $70. Like all these little things add up. And that's why, you know, retail is generally the last thing I work on with the gym and business development, but it's absolutely significant. 100% significant. In micro gym university, probably the last 45 minutes to an hour and a half, of um, my internal marketing course is all about retail. And a lot of the stuff I've learned from Jason's lives and the content that he's put out there. And you guys would be, uh, what's the name of the group? I wanna make sure to plug that. What's the name of the Facebook group you guys have? Uh, building Retail in Your Box. Yes. 
Great, great resource, guys. Building retail in your because it's one of these things. You guys know when you started owning the gym, most of you know a good amount about fitness and delivering fitness. You know Dick about opening a business, and then you know even less about the retail. And I cannot recommend Jason's group um, of going in there and just seeing and searching some of the questions and seeing what everyone's jamming on and how they're making retail sales in their business work. Guys, I'm, uh, I'm real excited. If you're coming out to the Self-Made Summit, Dev Jason will be there. He'll be hanging out in the small groups with the other speakers and the other uh, uh, partners. Jason, are we going to be, will you be doing a, a keynote at the Self-Made Summit? Uh, yeah, I'll be jamming for a few minutes. Cool. Awesome. Perfect. So Jason, I'll come, I'll come out of my, uh, I'll come out of my shell a little bit. His introvert shell? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Jason, he's like, I'll be the guy at the social on Saturday reading a book. Um, but uh, <laughs> that's, yeah. Hey, listen, it's, uh, it's, that's one of those things. Honestly, I tell people those social things, like have a few drinks, have a good time, but that's the best time to jam with all these partners that we brought out for the self-made summit. Um, for the speakers that we brought out, that is a really cool informal way to just kind of pick brains and network and just, mm -hmm. and just networking with people. And you know, the reason any of these guys are coming to the self-made summit is because I've just networked and maintained good relationships with people. Every single, none of them were cold calls. I did not make one cold call to a singular business to have partners in this thing or for the speakers. They were all people that I've met through these different business conferences or through serendipitous, you know, kind of life situations. Um, and this is uh, the real long-term ROI of, of something like the Self-Made Summit, guys, is, is relationships like what me and Jace have. So I'm real excited you're coming out, man. Yeah, I'm excited to finally meet you. Yeah, I know, in person, right? We've done this a bunch of times. We've done phone calls and video messages, but uh, yeah. this will be yeah. fun. So, Get a um, hug it out. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll get a good bro hug in. All right, guys, listen. If Jason, if anyone wants to get in contact with you, uh, what's the best way to do that? Uh, DrivenNutrition.net, or you can hit us up um, on Facebook through Messenger. Um, we stay pretty active inside of that. Um, so, yeah. Cool. And I'd be glad to help however I can. Awesome. Guys, I'm going to include that information in the links in the show notes here. And uh, Jace, man, we'll be seeing you in October. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on, Stu. I had a blast. Awesome, dude.